Welcome to Golf Undigested. My name's Clark Burrows. I'm the host, coast to coast. Today's January 31st, 2018. We're doing podcast number 74. Got a little OJ's playing for the love of the money. And that's what we did last week. We went a little money. Got a special guest on the show. We'll get to him in a little bit. This is podcast number 74. So you know how we do it on the show. What do you think about, what player do you think about number 74? It popped right to me. Merlin Olson, 15-year-old, 15-year career, Hall of Fame, was in the movies, uh, 15 Pro Bowls. <laughs> Never missed a Pro Bowl. Pretty good. Special thanks to Get More Sports for sponsoring the shows. Check out the Get More Sports app at the Google Store for your fantasy teams, information on lines, every sport. Good site. Get More Sports. Thank you. So without further ado, I introduce my guest. I'm getting ready to tee it up here. I'm going to turn the music off, although I kind of like this music. My special guest is Stevie. Welcome to the show, Stevie. Hello. Hello. Glad to be here, everyone. Okay. Stevie's on the show. What did you think about when you thought of number 74? You couldn't. You'd have to cheat, right, and look it up? Yeah, it's a hard one. It popped right to me. What was that show Merlin Olsen was on? No, he was a... The little boy... He was on forever. I can't think of it. Yeah. So, any rate, Steve's an avid golfer. How many times a week do you play? Two or three times? Two or three times. How many rounds a year? I'd say 110. Yeah, 100 to 120. Yeah, he plays 120, and I'll be lucky to play 120 in the next 10 years. Yeah, I haven't played this year. <laughs> but I'll get out there. Maybe I'll get out there this week with you. Because, you know, it's pretty much like riding a bike. So, all right, let's get rid of the music. We're on the tee. we got to take a deep breath. And let's let it ride here on podcast number 74. Uh, let's go over last week's action. We'll start first, uh, in Europe, I guess, at the Omega Dubai Desert Classic, Roy McElroy. Uh, the second round was delayed by fog. They had to finish the second round on Saturday. Uh, it came down between McElroy and a 22-year-old Chinese kid named Ha Tong Li, and Li ended up beating him by a stroke. McElroy's off to a great start, fourth and a second on the year. But how about this Alexander Levy from France? He's trying hard to make the Ryder Cup team at the end of the year because it's played in Paris, France, and he's home on home soil. He's got a sixth and a fourth, and that goes a long way in him making the team. He's a streaky player. I told you last week to take him, and he was an easy winner. Alexander Levy is uh, playing again this week, so we might have to get down on him again. Uh, let me see here. Pat Perez played over there, and he must have been getting some money because the same week they were playing in San Diego, where he's from. Uh, he shoots 29 on one nine, seven under par, eight under par, par 37, and then comes stumbling in with a 39. <laughs> shoots 29, <laughs> 39 for a smooth 68. He's minus eight after nine holes. 59 alerts everywhere, and he promptly goes out and goes bogey, bogey, par bogey. 39, par 35 on that nine. 
You didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't follow that part. 29 he shot, and then backs it. I'm thinking, man, he's going to take it deep. Oh. 39. Oh. And I guess I watched that nine. It was a, He shouldn't have shot 39. If he played good, he shot 34, one under, and, and, and shot 60. But he flipped in in 39. Henrik Stenson was minus 12. Andy Sullivan, old Smiley Sullivan, not playing bad. You know, I really don't care for him, but I got to give him credit. He finished fourth. And uh, that's it. I mean, they're off to the uh, Malaysia this week. And then they go back to the desert for the commercial Qatar Masters. Usually they play those three in a row, but somehow they skipped it and put in the Maybank Championship. I don't like that. I wish they would have just stayed with the three in a row. Because let me tell you, this Maybank Championship this week, not very stellar. Although Henrik Stenson is playing. On the PGA Tour last week at the Farmers Insurance Open, it took a Monday playoff finish. Uh, Alex Norn, Ryan Palmer. But first we got to talk about this J.B. Holmes clown. Come on. He's on the last hole. Let me set it up for you. He's on the last hole, in the last group. They're already a hole and a half behind. He's got 236. He's two strokes behind. He's one of the longest hitters in the game. What are you going to do, Steve? You're going for the green. You're not laying up like Chip Beck did in the, in the Masters. Okay, exactly. Well, this J.B. Holmes took, I'm watching it and watching it. I'm texting my buddies. I'm saying, is this guy going to hit the ball? And then I read the next day, it took four minutes and ten seconds for him to pull the trigger. And guess what he did? Like he freaking laid up. He didn't even go for the green. <laughs> really? He didn't even go for the green. So, he's going to be scrutinized a lot. And let me tell you, if you're taking four minutes and ten seconds, penalize the guy. You don't fine him, Steve. They got all money. Pace the play Two strokes. Important. Two-stroke penalty, and that'll, that'll eat at him. Everybody that plays golf realizes there's time limits to play, and we all want to play in a good, smooth play. When you take that much time, that's why they have penalties. That that froze Norn. It Norn froze. had a two-hybrid out trying to win the tournament. Instead, he waited four minutes, and he took a three-wood, knocked it in the grandstands. No, no chance to get it up and down. Can I ask you a question? Why don't the PGA players talk enough about this? They, they, and then they came back. The panel came back. And Billy Hurley the third's on it, and a couple other of these screwballs. And they said, oh, well, you know, the course is really tough, and, you know, we're playing the toughest courses. Just made up some bullshit excuse. Penalize four. I was like, man, is this guy ever going to hit the shot? And then he lays up. He laid up. Must not have won, won the tournament. He didn't. So it came down to it, and Ryan Palmer birdied the last hole and getting the playoff. So they go to number 18. And Palmer makes par, and the other two make birdie. And then Day and Norn went four extra holes, and it got dark. And they had to finish on Monday. And I was all jacked up to watch the playoff, and it just fizzled out. Norn went for the green out of the, the first cut, and it hit the bank and rolled back in. Jason Day laid up and hit it two inches, and it was just anticlimactic. You know, I was ready for another four holes. Oh, I wanted to see it in the dark. I no, they, they I, couldn't. I know, I know. I know. So that, that pretty much wraps up. What else? We got the JB. Hey, we got to talk about Tiger Woods. I got to tell you, tied for 23rd. His short game was the, just like it was 15 years ago. 
It was outstanding. He was hitting. He was. Hey, let me tell you, he was hitting it out of the rough, and he was also hitting good pitch, crisp shots out of those tight fairways. And that's not easy at Torrey Pines because you played there a bunch. It's not easy around those greens. You could chunk them, chili dip them, right? On those tight lies. You know, I'm very. He, he amazed me. He won by making the cut in my eyes. That was a win. Yep. And then he got to play two more rounds, and guess what? Tie for 23rd. Now, do you think Tiger Woods will win a tournament this year? And watching what he did over the Torrey Pines weekend. Because you don't like him. I, I, I'm not a fan, but I saw enough game that if he made a few putts and a few shots, he has the capability. Well, if he starts back. hitting some fairways. Well, fairways, but I, I'll tell you, his short game was so good that he, does, he hits the old Tiger. He didn't always hit fairways either. Right, but, but I mean, made, he hit more than he did. Right, but yeah. And his did. iron game was poor. His iron game yeah, was he, poor. He's nine irons, eight irons. And we got two clowns here listening to the podcast, Jackie Brown and Tiny, and they're running around now. So if you hear a little commotion, whoever's listening to the show know that I've got a bunch of clowns running around, so... They're starting to get active. But anyway, I was very impressed with that Tiger. Uh, how about Ricky Fowler missed the cut? A lot of people had him on their teams. I was disappointed. He's Johnny Vegas, Shane Lowry, Brian Harmon, another hot player, missed the cut. And your boy Xander Schifelli missed the cut. In the matchups last week, however, let me get back on the sheet. We had Johnny Rahm, chicken dinner over Fowler. Wasn't even close. We won that on Friday. Shefeli against Lowry. Lowry's cruising around and shoots 43 on his last nine to miss the cut. I don't know, I'm not too impressed with that Shane Lowry, to be honest. He plays a limited schedule over here, and if he's on the board, I'm, I'm going against him. Gary Woodland over Snedeker. That was an easy winner, Gary Woodland. On the European Tour, I told you to take Alexander Levy over Affy Barnrat, winner. We got a push with Poulter and Sullivan, and we lost Dietrich against Wang. I didn't think Wang would play that good, but he did. He top-fived it. Dietrich was close behind, a couple strokes off. So we were 4-1-1 uh, one one last week, so we are 20-11-3 for the year. Not bad. PJ Tour Champions is off for another week or so, which leads us, did you see that kid, before we get to this week's action, did you see that kid on TV fire his caddy? I did not. Let me set this up for you. Reen Gibson, he's an Australian kid, he's playing on the web.com, he's one off the lead with one hole to go. This is in the Bahamas. Hey, cool it. Jackie Brown spouting off. I guess she does. She's Listen to these clowns. So at any rate, we got one hole left. Rain Gibson's going for the green and two. There's hazard on the left. So he hits it in the hazard. But it goes in the hazard kind of up by the green. It's only like 20 yards, 15 yards off the green. And there's a rules official right there. And his caddy, so I, I guess from the caddy's perspective, he says that the ball's dead. We're going to take a drop. Right? So the caddy picks up the ball in the hazard, and the rules official standing right there gives the kid a one-stroke penalty, Reen Gibson. So instead of making six or five, he makes seven. He throws his glove at the caddy, says, you're fired on national TV. Fired the kid, and it cost the kid 
twelve or sixteen thousand, which out there is big. Sixteen thousand dollars out on the web.com can can make or break your card because they aren't playing for a lot of money. It's better now than it was when I played, but it's not that great. You know, and also the uh, the tour fist was standing right there. I mean, and he let it happen. You know, tour officials are supposed to help the players. You know, I guess maybe it happened all so fast, and this this Gibson's hard on caddies anyway. And we're get we're going to talk about caddy stories here at the end of the show, but that's unreal. He fired the guy on national TV. <laughs> all right, this week West Coast swing continues, and we've got first go to the Malaysia and talk about the Maybank Championship. It's in uh, Malaysia. Fabrizio Zanote is the defending champion. And I met him when I went to uh, Guatemala for that uh, Tour de los Americas. You remember that? Right. Did he play? He didn't play here too? Uh, yeah, he missed the cut. He missed the cut. So I beat him. You beat him. And I beat that Alex Norn too. Yes, you did. Alex Norn played here. Yes. And I beat him too. And that I was, was, how old was I? I was old, 46. 46, that was yeah. Tony Carlton, came and stayed, some of those guys were playing. Yeah, Alex Norton stayed with Ben, March. Francisco Molinari played in it. No, a, no, Eduardo. Eduardo Molinari. He finished second. Second. He's a dork. Yeah, we but, had, but we had lunch it. with him, remember? We had lunch with him, He's yeah. a dork. <laughs> was, I'm sorry. Francesco. Italians were funny. Francesco. He's got looks like he's all right, but this Eduardo, he was real cocky, remember? Well, he was he cocky. won the US Amateur. Yeah, he was cocky. He finished second. I think I finished tenth or something. He just got done winning on the web tour the week before. I forget where it was. No, it wasn't the web. It no, was, it was the TLA. tour day. Yeah. yeah, and in Columbia or something. Yeah, but that Alex Norn played that right? week. Right. He missed the cut. That goes to show you when I tell you this course over here is hard, it's hard. If oh. they get the greens rolling and the wind's blowing like now, there's right, a lot of kids six. scratching their heads. Shooting 160. Minus six, won it? Yep. It was. <laughs> yep. So, at any rate, uh, they're at the Maybank Championship. The headliners, Henrik Stenson, uh, Bern Wiesberger's playing, Paul Dunn, Ha Tong Lee, last week's winner. How about Big Beef Johnson's teeing it up? I like him. The hamburger man who slimmed down, Affy Barnrat's playing, the Thai, Thai boy. Dylan Fratelli, Hayden Portis. They're the South African contingent. Uh, Zanote's playing. Thorborn Olison's playing. Dean Burmester. It's a pretty much a lackluster field. Not that good. I do have two. I have a real sleeper pick this week, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't know if I'm going to say his name right, but I think I might. Husaku Mayazato. He's the brother of the famous women's player, LPGA player that just retired. He's in his mid-30s. He's been kicking some butt over there in Japan. He's, did you know that this kid's ranked number 52 in the world? No, I didn't. He's number 52. And then he's paired up against Jason Scrivener, all right, who's a journeyman, ranked 162nd. Now, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but... I'm going to take a guy ranked 52nd over a guy ranked 162 every day of the week. And i got to lay 130 juice. And I'm laying it. And then, you know what? I've been on this Alexander Levy for two weeks. Make it three now because I'm taking him over the tournament favorite Henrik Stenson. I'm going to take plus 170 on Levy. Levy finished fourth 
place last week, last year there. That's 170. Yeah. That's pretty good. Stenson hadn't played there since 2002. That's this guy odds. plays there every year and finished fourth last year. That's pretty good odds. Yeah, I'm going to take it. Those are my only two lone plays on the European tour. You know, next week at the commercial Qatar Masters, we'll have some more picks, but I'm going to lay low. I'm going to take Maezato and Lavi, plus 170 and minus 30. And the senior tour, the champions tour is off. LPGA, I lost track of them. <laughs> I was about the Dinosaur Tournament. It's not even called that anymore. I'll start paying attention when the, that's a major. And I, I, I don't mind watching that. I think we watched that together last year. And that Christy Kerr took two hours to play, remember? That's what it reminded me the other day. So at any rate, off to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. It's on CBS, Golf Channel, the first two days. TPC Scottsdale, Scottsdale, Arizona. Matsuyama Hideki is not only the defending champion, he's the back-to-back -back champion. He's trying to three-peat for the first time on tour since when? 2009-11 when Steve Stricker did it at the John Deere Classic. Okay? So, have you ever played, you've never played Scott, TPC Scottsdale, have you? Yeah. Well, I finished in the top 10 there back in the day. And I remember on the 72nd hole, if you made a birdie, they gave you a free airline ticket on Southwest Airlines. So I birdied the last hole to finish. Uh, you'd have to look it up, maybe eighth or sixth. I was in the hunt for 36 holes. I think Sandy Lyle might have won that year. And I got to be honest, I was married at the time. And I'll be damned if I didn't use that ticket to fly some hot-looking blonde in from Utah, Salt Lake City, to Pebble Beach two weeks later. I was a bad boy. But that's a true story. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama is my pick in my Terry pool up there in the north. Terry had Ricky Fowler last week. Good luck. Told you he didn't play good there. He didn't listen. He didn't make you a nickel. I wasted John Rahm. But I'm kind of glad I wasted John Rahm because I don't like John Rahm, all right? I used him twice. I can't use him again. Some people are saving him, but I got a win out of him. That's all you can ask. And guess what? I can root against him the rest of the year. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Uh, who are your, some of your favorite players, Stevie? How about all-time favorite? Well, you know what? I got to go with the bear. Jack? Just got to go. How about the players play. these days? All-time players these days. No, not all-time well, players in, in, these in days. Practice. I'm a Dustin Johnson or Ricky Fowler fan. Okay. I, I got to say those. Spieth or no? Oh, I like Spieth. Thomas? I like Thomas and Spieth, but I'm, I'm a Dustin How Johnson. How about your favorite foreign player? Well, I just told you, I, I think my favorite foreign player is probably it could be Matsuyama. Yeah, Matsuyama. Matsuyama. How about player. European player? European player. I still have to go with McElroy. I have to say he's, okay. the, he's the best. Yeah. And how about your least favorite players? Well, you know, I'm not a John Rom fan. You mentioned that already. All right. So we'll take that. And you know that I, I don't root for Tiger. Right. So well, it's either do or you don't. I don't. And so I'll let you know. Those are the two. Those are two. Those are the two that I don't root for. Right. I'd have to put uh, uh, Sergio on my list. I don't like him. I mean, any guy who 
you know, he breaks up with Greg Norman's daughter and he can't play good for two years because he's heartbroken. A little fragile for me. I guess you could call it fragile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I just don't really like him. I don't know. Uh, who else do I not care for? You know what? That J.B. Holmes is growing on me now. I can't stand, you know, Mark Fairman, who's a buddy of ours, he can't stand watching him play. And I got to tell you, I can't either. And Dottie Pepper, who I've ragged on this show before, because I don't know how the hell she has a job half the time, but she said what I said. The more he's in contention, the slower he gets. Four minutes, ten seconds, that grows on me. He's got to be on my list. You know, I didn't really like that Ian Poulter much. I don't care either. for him much. I don't mind this Alex Norn. European players, my favorite player, easily. I really like him because, you know, I always like the taller players. Is that Justin Rose? Justin like Rose, him. great player. I, I like I, him. I, I, I like him. I'd like to give one shout out to my hardworking buddy, Daniel M. Oh, Daniel M. Just to say, because I do root for him every week, but just know this. He goes low Thursday and Friday and doesn't play the weekends well. So yeah, I want he's, Daniel he's to concentrate on the weekends. He's struggling a little. I'm concentrating on the weekends. He's uh he's playing. He he finished uh he made the cut last 63rd, week. Sixty third, but you know yep. what? He needs to do better. Yeah. And uh so this week, let's get back on it. We already did the Maybank. Pretty good field at this Phoenix Open. You got John Rahm, you got Ricky Fowler, Matsuyama, Justin Thomas, Spieth, Mickelson Berger. Kazire, who's won twice this year, Matt Kuchar, Slow Polk Holmes, Charlie Hoffman, Gary Woodland, Harris English is really playing good the last couple weeks. He finally got his equipment squared away. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you one guy who's going to play good this week to take on your fantasy team. He's going to make the cut for sure, and I bet you he finishes in the top 10 and he's over 50 years old. Who is it? Steve Stricker. He turned 50. You know what? Sure he will. He's going to play well this week. It's not a long course. He can putt. Those greens are perfect. He's going to. He's a good pick. And I and I took him at 180 to one. Why not put <laughs> Why not put two dollars on him? Whoa, that's pretty good at 180 to one. Yeah. It's all about value, and that's value. Yeah, I got a lot of them. I put. I bet. Uh, I took a shot with some of these. I took Stricker, 180 to one. I this Robert Garrigus. I mean, he plays well on the West Coast. Seventh last week. Uh huh. Hunt 200 to one. Oof. I mean, that's worth a shot, you know. Wow. Any good long shot. What's your favorite course? My favorite course that I love playing is probably Spyglass. Really? Yeah, I have to say this, but. I, I want that's to, a tough course. I man. want to say one of the most incredible I had a chance to play was Crystal Downs. Where's that at? That's in Traverse City, Michigan. It's a it's a um, oh, okay. McKenzie course where they hold a U.S. Open there, and it's incredible on on the peninsula. Six months a year, it's incredible. Yeah, incredible. But anyways, as far as golf, <laughs> do they course snow goes, on that course in the winter? Well, I don't know that it does, but I know this: it's generally a top ten in the world every year uh -huh. if you look at it. And I just say, for me, I had the luck to play it, and it was very, very, very neat. Right, I think my favorite course would probably be Augusta. So, hard to argue that one. Or Pine Valley is nice, too. Pine Valley is nice. But getting back to the Waste Management Phoenix Open, I told you I'm taking Matsuyama. I'm going to waste... You know, I think in this pool, 
these Europeans and foreigners, you know, I know Matsuyama plays pretty much a full schedule, but some of these other guys like McElroy, they're only going to play 12 times, 15 times. I mean, that includes the majors. You know, they're only going to play 11 other tournaments. So you got to use them up, I think. Save some of your horses. I'm going to take that Dustin Johnson in a couple weeks at L.A. And next week at Pebble Beach, I think I'm just going to pick a, you know, just somebody. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'll take Mickelson. I haven't used him. Maybe Mickelson. Mickelson I, plays good at Pebble Beach. I, I know that. I would put Pat Perez in there at Pebble Beach. Yeah, he does too. He made eight on the last hole once and lose that tournament. Yeah, but I'd still take him. He's in there. In the matchups, who do you take, Matsuyama or Rahm? I'm going to take Matsuyama. Yeah, Matsuyama's an underdog. I got three laid out here. I got Hideki over Justin Thomas. I'm, I, I like Hideki over everyone. <laughs> Guys played four times, fourth, second, first, first. Well, I mean, you don't what want to bet fuck? against him. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know. I must have fell in love with the, H, the letter H because I got Hadley, Hadwin, and Hideki. <laughs> <laughs> I got Chess and Hadley plus 110 over Snedeker. And I'll tell you why. The Snedeker, he's coming off five or six injuries. He's not playing worth beans. And let me tell you, this Hadley's hungry. Coming off the web.com, playing good. I like him. Adam Hadwin, he's, he's what you call a desert specialist. All right, he plays good at Palm Desert. And this is the same type of course this week as it is in Palm Springs. I got him over Kyle Stanley. And I told you I got Hideki over Thomas. Is Hadwin a long, long hitter? Mm, above average. So he'll get. Yeah, some he shot fifty nine before. He'll, he'll get some extra distance. He can take it deep. Yes, he can take it deep. He should destroy this golf course. Yeah, and that Stanley's a ball ball striking machine, but he can't putt for beans. Yeah, I, I do know, notice that. How about Daniel Berger Webb Simpson? You know, Webb surprised Webb once in a while. runner up last year here, and Berger tie for seventh last yeah. year. That's a hard one because Webb Ricky Fowler minus two hundred over Justin Thomas. Almost like Thomas. If you're getting those kind of odds, you're getting plus one sixty. I would say I'd take Tom. If you're getting Thomas one sixty anywhere, against Fowler, it wouldn't matter. Thomas well, one sixty against anybody. Uh, against Dustin Johnson, I might might, might yeah, pass. Might pass. But <laughs> I don't but, know. You know what? Fowler plays well on the West Coast. What's I don't know what he. He doesn't here. play well in San Diego though. No, he doesn't. But he plays well here at the Yeah, desert. that's why I say he always seems to play well here. So that means a lot of people, and here's another one. They, a lot of people are loading up on this Ricky Fowler this week. So you know what I like to do? I like to sneak in the back door late tonight and take the dogs. Let him keep betting that Ricky Fowler up, and I'll come. He's favored 225 over Mark Leishman. That's a good bet, actually. I'd take the 225 on Leishman right now. No, you got to get plus, plus 85. Well, I'll take plus 85. Tiny, that's it. Got a new dog named Tiny. Likes to bark at the wind once in a while. And let me tell you, the wind's howling over here. As a matter of fact, I'm getting down on Leishman at 185. Okay. I'm on, me. Phil Mickelson, Gary Woodland. Oh. Woodland favored minus 140. That Mickelson scares me. He didn't play make I'd wait to see. That Woodland, he's a top 10 machine. Cap 10 last week despite a three over. He likes the West Coast. Zach Johnson against Slowpoke Holmes. 
Zach's not too fast himself. Yeah, he is compared to that. Well, I know, but <laughs> in all comparison, Zach's pretty slow. Kevin Chappell against Patrick Reed. Well, I don't know. Reed's just not the player that that I think he is right now. No. And that Chapel, I don't know much about him. I mean, he, he finished strong last year. I don't know how he's doing this season, how much he's played. Ryan Palmer, Charlie Hoffman. Boy, there's a tough one. Hoffman and pa Palmer both play those courses well. What's the odds? Pick them. Oh, I I'm like, pass them. Like Here's one I like, and you'll like it too, because this kid went to San Diego State University. Ooh. Who is it? It's not Shoffley, but nope. the other guy. It's the big guy. J.J. Uh, Spahn. I told you, I practice what I preach. Remember earlier in the show, I said I'm fading that Lowry. So give me J.J. Spahn, minus 110, pick him. I'm writing it down, over Lowry. Well, you told me you're going on it. Yeah. And we'll, we, who do you like? You well, like, like Leishman? Leishman? Oh, 185, I like Leishman. All right, we'll, we'll give Stevie's making one pick. So I got six, and we'll give Steve the bonus pick. We're taking Leishman plus 185 oh. versus Ricky. And Ricky's your favorite player, though. Didn't Leishman finished top five last year? He finishes good every week. The he's the most, was he, was he one of the most under. Yes, he did. He yeah, finished I, second. I second. I mean, I just he's one of the most <laughs> underrated players in the world. And he's getting a buck 85? I gotta take it. Yeah, I don't know why that those lines are so high on that. Do you? Uh, Ricky plays well there. Let's let's get that. Story. Now here's one I did bet earlier, but as the norm, the line moved forty cents. I bet Harris English minus one ten over Scott Piercy, and guess what? English is minus one fifty five now. Wow, good line. <laughs> you, good that's line. pretty normal on this show. But I can't really give it out because you wouldn't be getting much value of 55. Right. How about Jordan Spieth, John Rahm? You know what? For me, I'd like to take Spieth, but... <laughs> that's because you hate Rahm. I do. That's, my See, that's why you never do very well I no, no, gambling I, I on do. games and stuff because you, you play too much on your heart. Yeah, I, I typically you know? try not to, but I hate Roms. There's no doubt about it. Why do you hate him? Well, in the Scottish Open, when he... Oh, against Daniel Lamb, yeah. buddy Daniel Lamb, it could have cost... Well, first of all, you know what? He marks his ball with a marker, with a, what do you call it, from the casino, a right, chip. Right, big chip. They shouldn't allow that. Well, and even... Market, the quarter should be the biggest. Even the announcer. They march with half dollars, silver dollars. But even the announcer said, oh, what does it matter if you move it two inches then, I guess. I got it. I just never really liked it. So that's my point. Right. Have you ever had a hole-in-one? I have. Four of them. Really? I've had Nueve, nine. Wow. My last hole-in-one was a good story. My mom took up golf. You know my mom. Uh -huh. She's 91 now. She took golf, golf when she was 60. Okay? I didn't know that. Yeah. Par three course right up the road. So my dad was still living then, so we went and played the par three. My mom, my dad, and me. And believe it or not, I had both my sons with me that day. And uh, I made eight twos, or eight threes, okay, and a one. Oh. <laughs> I went three, 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 one, three, three, three. 
And that's what I did. Wow. I played one round. I said, Mom, I'm never playing with you again. It's the best I got, hole in one. And that was my last one. And I'm so overdue for another one, man. You know? It's on the verge. I got to get another one. But let's get back talking about some of these caddies, caddy stories. The guy's fired his caddy. I can remember qualifying for the U.S. Open, or U.S. Amateur it was. Let me cross this out. And, you know, in Kansas City, it's pretty hot in the summertime, July or whatever. So I'm cruising around. It's 36-hole qualifier. You know, you got to it's a long day it makes i'd never make it these days but back then you could go like 54. so i got this big fella on the bag and it's too hot for him he passes out so i got this neighbor of mine i won't mention his name but he's in the mob okay i know he was in the mob he wrote a book and then he disappeared one day but he's out there following me around he jumps on the bag the last eight holes <laughs> bobster and I made it and went on to, what did I do? I, that was the first year. Then I got beat in the semifinals that year, U.S. Amateur. Uh, my ex-wife caddied for me one tournament, and I won. Uh, it was on that TPA tour we were talking about yesterday. Paid like 20000 Wow. back in the day. Uh, you caddied for me once. I did. And I'm a, I'm, I got to admit. And that's going to be my tip. My tip at pay attention to my tip at the end of the show. It has to do with caddying, but I'm a real prick to caddy for most of the time because I'm, I don't know, I yell at the caddy and I shouldn't, or kind of like this Rain Gibson. I can see me here. You're fired. I you know. Too. So you know, at least I admit it though. And I'll tell you another time. My boy Wayno, who picked the song out, picked a good song, Wayno, this week for the show. Liked it. Yeah, we're going to play it a little later. He caddied for me in Hartford one year. But the best one of all time, I'm playing a Nike tour event in Macon, Georgia. And I'm going through a divorce, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fighting for a top 10. And I hit this drive on a last total layup, and it goes on the bridge. Okay? On the middle of the bridge. So I'm thinking, okay, I get a free drop, right? Tour official says, no, you're in the hazard. And you know how the, the, the wood, you know, the, for the carts, I'm right up against it. Made par. But I was cussing at this caddy, you know, calling him an MFer and all kinds of things. So I finished like, I don't know, you have to look it up, top 10 for sure. So I go back to, I think I was living in Orlando or Jacksonville. I go back, I was living in Jacksonville. I go back and I get a call from the tour that wants me to come in for a meeting with, I forget who it was at the time, you know, the head of the web.com. So this caddy had called the tour up, bitching about me calling him an MFer and all this. And, and I'm saying, yeah, I probably did. But, you know, I mean, what's the big deal? The guy was wanting to find me, you know, for yelling at the caddy. But you got to understand that in Macon, Georgia, it's like a little Bible belt right in there. You know, I was cussing at the guy. The guy called the tour up. I had to go in. The guy was wanting to find me for cussing at him. He was saying he was, I was calling him his, you know, his wife or son of a bitch or, you know, or something. I forget what it was. But, I, you know, I could throw out a few MFers and, 
You know what I mean? Especially when you hit it on a bridge on the last hole. You know, you think you're getting a free drop and you don't. I mean, you know. <laughs> Guy called the tour up. <laughs> and then, you know what? I caddied once. I caddied for Donnie Hammond, a buddy of mine, in the Bay Hill Classic one year. And that day, that first two rounds, he didn't make the cut. I guess I sucked as a caddy, but well, we were twice. paired. Who? Oh, I've caddied for you, too. I traded you in after Yeah, two yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just go ahead. Keep going on, Donnie. But he mean on the tour. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, we're played with Tom Lehman, and Tom Lehman hit the best shot I've ever seen. He's up against a tree. He hit it left-handed from 170 on the green. Flipped the club upside down, ripped it right on the I gotta find green. that on TV. I hope that's it won't be on because it was... Uh, way back. Yeah, it was too oh, far that back. Oh, would have been so good to see. Yeah, and then I got a buddy, Lance Tenbrook, who's still caddying on tour. So... Yeah, that, that, that's out to you there, Goo Babcock there, head pro at Lake Panorama. You wanted to hear some caddy stories, so there you are. I know it's frigid in, in Iowa right now, and that's how you like these podcasts. And, you know, we'll get to Gary's son, who's starting his college career. We've been talking about him for a year or two. But also, Gary, he's my rules official for the show. And... Last time I played was about December 28th, maybe, maybe the 22nd. I think it was right before Christmas. And on number 10 out here, I hit the green in regulation, but I hadn't played in four months. And my touch wasn't so special. Matter of fact, that same day I drove number three, and then my next putt was in the back trap. Putted it all the way off the green. Well, the pin's in the back left. It's easy to do with the wind shit. Right. So I get to number 10. Putted it right off the green. Pins on the front left. You know, I'm 20 feet over. Goes on the fringe. So I said, I'll finish. Knocked it in. Made my putt, right? So my question is, is that a two putt, one putt? What is it? And Gary Babcock there in Lake Panorama Country Club. He's the head pro there. He listens to the show. He confirmed that it is indeed a two putt. Once you're on in regulation... No matter where you hit it. So that means on that number three, if I hit the green on my drive, it's par four, putted it off the green in the trap, my trap shot's really a putt. That's what it means. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting, you know. That is interesting. I mean, have you ever done that? I'm sure you have out here, putted it off the well, green. Well, I have, but I never thought it would be considered a putt coming back in, so that's a neat rule to understand. I mean, out here... You can pretty much tell them. You on these conditions uh, right now. Hard, fast. You could you wind. could four putt every hole. Oh, there it's it's an incredible pace and hard. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you you could actually putt it off the green four times around if you aren't careful. If you're out of position. Well, when you think about the good players that came through here on the TLA and minus three and minus six one, and you have all these players playing, they were three putting every round three or four times. They, they, some of these players were shooting two under with three three putts, four three putts. I mean, they it's tough. Yeah, and that that year, if you remember, I finished I don't know twelfth or, or something, and I had twelve three putts. Remember? Twelve three Couldn't putts. Couldn't putt. I remember twelve three putts. But you finished minus. Yeah, I think I think eight under one. Eight under one, and you were minus one or two. Yeah. Twelve three putts. Yeah. 
And then that next week I went to Guatemala and I met that Jamie Donaldson. Right. Who played, and also that uh, Fabrizio Zanote. Okay. So, special thanks to Get More Sports. We're wrapping up 74. We rambled on and on. Had my good buddy Stevie on the show. Thanks for being on the show, Stevie. Hey, you're welcome. Let's go with these picks. Okay, he's ready for the picks. Uh, my tip of the week, as you know, we got a little money, money, money. And I want to also thank my boy Wayno up there in Philadelphia. He's walking around with a stiffy because the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. He's the one that gave me this song, and I like it. Always Terry boy up there in North, stay warm. My tip is to never blame your caddy. You hit the shot, not the caddy. I was guilty of it big time. And I hear a lot of these guys saying, oh, my caddy did this, or my caddy did that. My caddy said that. My caddy said it went to the left. You're the boss. You're reading the putts. You're putting the putts. It's your stroke. It ain't the caddies. If you hit it out of bounds, the caddy didn't hit it out of bounds. So man it up and quit whining about your caddies. You know, when I take a caddy out here, I don't even ask him boo. Clean my ball and keep your mouth shut. Just interesting fact. I was in Thailand last week and a group of Japanese asked my guy to translate for him. They wanted to fire the caddy girl on the ninth hole for bad reads and they were all 20 handicaps and she was crying and they were blaming the caddy who was fanning them and they wanted to fire her on the... So just to they, got, they got girl caddies in Thailand. Take responsibility. Hey, are any of those girl caddies good looking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why Big... Hey, that's why Big Mo over there never came back. But that's a true story. Yeah, so there you go. Four Japanese guys are playing, and they're blaming the caddy, and the girl was crying. You know what I'd have said? Said, read your own putt. I'm just cleaning your ball. Let me tell you what a guy in our group said. If you fire her, send her to us. We'll take her and pay her for the rest of the day. Right. So that concludes number 74. You all hit it down the middle. Don't blame your caddy. Be nice to your caddy. They're out there trying to make a living. Be nice to your caddy. Hit it down the middle, and I'll talk at you next week.